Hey, it's Brian here, and I just want to get you really ready for an amazing journey that you're about to hear with Eric Patrick Thomas here. It's just amazing. If you ever want to know about fundraising or the re, the whole process, the journey, the resiliency you have to have, and the effort, and trust me, you, you won't forget this story. Amazing stuff. You have to hear it, and here it is right now. All right. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, we are back here with another episode of The Authority Project. And I have my new good friend here, Eric Patrick Thomas. He says he is here to help us run a successful fundraising campaign. Is that right, Eric? That is right. Well, it's good to have you here, sir. And we shall see what he can do for us today on this current project, this current thing we call The Authority Project. All right, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, feast your eyes and tune your ears. It's that time again. We are live with another episode of The Authority Project. It's the video podcast streamed on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, and Periscope, where we talk to digital marketers, business coaches, and creators of all kinds on how they've built authority in their field and how you can mimic their success. Developing authority, building your audience, and attracting better clients to your own business. Now, without further ado, let's bring to the virtual stage your host, Brian S. Arnold. And we are back with another one today. We have Eric Patrick Thomas here, and we're going to be talking about fundraising. Not just fundraising, but successful fundraising. Making a campaign that you'll be proud of to call your own. And I'm excited to have him on here. How are you doing today, Eric? I'm doing great. Thanks for having me on. I'm doing great. This is wonderful. It's a great day. (laughs) It's a great day. As long as it's not snowing, raining, anything of that nature, I'm good to go. It's snowing here, so... Still great. We're alive. That might might be coming my way. I'm probably wishing the worst on myself here. So here we go. Let's let's get started, Eric. Why don't you help us out with who you are personally and then professionally? Personally, I'm just my name's Eric Patrick Thomas. A lot of times people call me Mr. Inspire. I would say I am a person that helps people's quality of life. So my service of mentoring, volunteering, and just improving the person's quality of life, which is why. I'm always testifying and sharing my story. Awesome. Awesome. And is there a current project that you're working on now or that you're continuing to work on? I am. Actually, I just got done fundraising for a van. So now the next fundraising campaign is called We Live to Inspire. So I am going to start fundraising for a house. I actually started fundraising for it, but I haven't put up like any crowdfunding yet or anything like that, like publicly, but there are people that know. So yeah, I'm fundraising for a house now. Oh, I love it. That's awesome. That is amazing. So I'm I'm, I'm excited to see how this show will, will turn out. People just stay tuned to it. To this is going to be amazing. How about I ask you about your daily routine? What is that like? My daily <laughs> routine? Well, for the people that don't know out there, I'm right now sitting here. I have a straw in front of my, my face. This straw is how I drive my power wheelchair that I'm sitting in. I'm also paralyzed from the neck down from a gun shooting. And mm-hmm. I re- my daily activities also involves other people to help me with my daily activities. So on a business day, like Monday through Friday, first I get up at 4.30 a.m. because I wear a mask at night to help me breathe deeper because my diaphragm is paralyzed so I don't take deep breaths at night. And then my caregiver comes in at five o'clock. So switchover is at five in the morning. And then from there, I sit there and just, I don't know, I just have my own thoughts and meditate or prayer and might listen to something on Audible. And then my caregiver comes in and then I get a a bed bath. So I get bed baths. So 
she has to wash me, look at my skincare, and then dress me. And then after that, then I get into a sling, which is called a Hoyer lift, and I am lifted out of my bed and then transferred over to my wheelchair. It's like for visual purposes, like when you see the rescue, like seals and dolphins and stuff, and mm. the, they transform from like the one aquarium to the other aquarium. It's like yeah. that sling, except it's a bigger, that's a bigger sling. So by the time I get into the wheelchair, then I have to get adjusted. And that could take a good 20 minutes of getting the hips moved, getting the arms moved, things like that. And then I always eat a bowl of fruit, a fresh bowl of cut fruit. I drink two glasses of water. So it's 30 ounces of distilled water. And then I get my teeth brushed and then it's, it's, and then it's ready. My caregiver will say, you getting on your laptop now? I say, oh yeah, because I'm ready to rock and roll. Because my day, once the laptop opens, the world opens too. And so I get, she sets up my laptop and then she puts the headset on me. And then I control everything by voice. So I have Dragon Naturally Speaking, okay. and that's how I control everything by voice. And usually I have a pretty good routine. I, I'll go, I'll check like certain, certain emails and stuff. But I, if it's certain things, I'll just click and then go forward. And so I'll come back to it because if it's someone that needs a reply right now, I'm just starting my day. So I'm not ready to answer people's emails right now. All right. I'm doing is just trying to get through them and know what's important by leaving it or deleting it. And then I'll come back to it. And then I'll have a list of what we're doing for the business for the day. Hopefully, sometimes I don't. Sometimes I, usually I have a goal list. So today we'll work on this project. Today, this needs to be completed so that when my assistant graphic design artists come at 9.15 a.m., then we you know go through a production list of what we're gonna accomplish for the day. And they're here until 5.15. So then work starts. So right now it's work. So right now, easy awareness by design is in full force working. Except I'm, well, I am working. I'm on the podcast and giving out tips yeah. and, and skills right. and having fun. And at 5.15, then my next person comes in and the workday is over basically for easy awareness. But I'm always working. I'm always doing something, grinding, hustling. And then that caregiver, since it's Friday night, will be here from 5.15 to 9.15. And then the next person will be here from 9.15 until 8 in the morning. And so in between those times, of course, I have to eat and drink and get care, care needs. And the phone, help with the assist with the phone. And then with Friday, Shark Tank's on at 8. So I have a you know routine of that. Yeah. Like that's, that's like a daily routine. It takes a long, it takes, what, two or three hours just to get ready just for the yeah. day. And then it takes about, about an hour and a half for laying down at night. So coming getting out of the wheelchair then getting in bed and then getting stripped down and then just kind of doing the opposite skin check. Skin check is very important with someone that has a, that's not mobile because they can get pressure wound and skin breakdown, which can keep them in bed for very long or it can, you know, it actually can kill them, you know, pressure wounds and stuff. Wow. That's amazing. That's yeah. It, it's amazing just to have that, just to hear your day, to be honest. Can you go more into your story? How, how did you get here? How did you get to this point where you're inspired now? You're, at this point where this is what I want to do from where I was up until now. To get to where I, where, where Inspired started, first I could go back to what happened, yeah. which was 23 years ago. I was a hip-hop artist. I went outside yeah. to check my park, the, the parking lot. We were at our music group, Miscellaneous uh, Release Party. And I was outside for five minutes and someone pulled a gun from yeah. behind me and opened fire. And pow, 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 pow. And I got hit with the bullet in my third and fourth vertebrae and dropped down to the cement and the other one grazed the back of my skull 
And I was laying there motionless. So not able to move anything from the head down at that time. Not being able to breathe, not being able to ask for help or let people know I was alive, not to do anything and just trying to survive. At the same time, I definitely felt like there was incompleteness. Like I was about to accomplish a goal and it didn't happen. There was more to life that I had to do. And despite the challenges that I was going to face, I was okay with that. I wanted to live. I wanted to survive. And for what there were four screws in my head to stabilize my spine with this halo and then tubes in my mouth for me to breathe. And I wasn't able to talk. I was able to communicate with eye blinks, blink once for yes, twice for no. And then eventually they said I'd be paralyzed for life and not breathe on my own ever. So they gave me a tracheotomy and took the tubes out. And that's where they cut your throat and put the tube in your throat. And that's what I communicated. My form of communication was tongue clicks. From the hospital, you go to rehab. And rehab, that's where I went to Inglewood, Colorado, was to get out the ventilator to breathe again, to do that. It took took me five and a half months just to do that, to breathe. That was the goal. And uh, that goal was accomplished by the time I came home. Then I moved in. I was able to go to my mom and stepdad's house. Then I had to get back to planet Earth, basically. It was like, then I started, and my life became a CEO because mm-hmm. I started hiring my own staff, my own caregivers. I had to do the scheduling and the hiring and the firing and the, the interviewing, everything. Wow. But at the same time, I was gathering up resources. Like, how am I going to be self-sufficient? How am I going to have a family? How am I going to do all this stuff? And so I tried the record company for a while. And then I wrote for entertainment newspaper for a while. And then I did mentoring. And then I had an internet radio station. And then when all that failed... Then I opened up yeah. the t-shirt business. Okay. I went back to a childhood dream of opening, having my own clothing line. And when the t-shirt business opened up, the t-shirt, the Inspire wasn't born yet. But then a couple years into the business, that's where I started wearing Inspire on my shirt when I went to go speak. Because okay. I always speak wherever when I can share my story. And I was at a middle school and we just saw the impact. It was like they were empowering them. It was creating positive change. And they wanted to do better. They wanted to be better. And that's exactly what it was all about. Wow. We started making it public. And then Damon John, I, which I built a relationship with because I met him in one year into, one year anniversary into my business, which was November 2012. Mm-hmm. He messaged me and said, my the academy's coming to Michigan. The Damon John Academy's coming to Michigan. So my team went to the academy. We had a website. We didn't know how to make sales. <laughs> and um, we kept telling people, don't go to the website. And everybody was saying, go to the website. And so that's what we learned about Shopify. And then the next yeah. business day, we took the website down. We opened up a Shopify page and we had e-commerce now and we started making sales. And that was the sale that we started selling Inspire. See, when we were at the Academy, we had so many multiple brands. We weren't focused on one. So that yeah. was the difference of what we did. Then Inspire just, just started growing from there. A childhood dream is now reality. And then Damon John made a purchase a few months later. And we were like, yeah, I did stuff. And yeah. then we were like, when's he going to take a picture? When's he going to take a picture? Because I started, we started saying when people bought Inspire, take a picture and show your Inspire on the internet, on social media platforms. Well, then it was ju- ju- or June 13th, Friday the 13th. That morning, I got a message that said, check the social media. And he wrote out a big thing that said I was the brand of inspiration and what yeah. Inspire meant to him and what I meant to him. And we were like, whoa. And then so that's what Inspire <laughs> Friday. So okay. that every every Friday after that, we started saying, what inspires you? Hashtag Inspire Friday. And that started. And then just people that bought Inspire, it to, to, to 
to say what it turned into, I would say it starts as a seed and it grows a tree and then it grows branches. And each branch is each customer that's bought the Inspire or wear sports Inspire and they take it on with their own meaning. Okay. That's yeah. how it came. It is, it's a beautiful thing, man. That's why I love getting up out of bed. That's awesome. No matter man. what the challenges, man, I get to work on Inspire. Let's, let's, let's go. Let's get to it. Let's dive into how to run a successful fundraising campaign. Take us, take us through the steps. How does that work? One thing is what you have to learn. It's something that you need to learn. When you have a disability, there's just not money out there. And a lot of stuff is very expensive from wheelchair equipment, assistive technology, to wheelchair accessible vans, whether you're born that way or it happens, a developmental disability that you get injured or you get a disability at the later on in your age. You have to learn how to ask help. I need help. Mm-hmm. You got to take the pride mm-hmm. away. You got to say, I need help. So it really started, my fundraising journey started after, I've always, I've always knew how to do raise money, but we'll just say after the, when I came home from rehab, I needed a wheelchair accessible van. So it was like, what do we do? This is a $33,000 vehicle. But at that time, that one, actually, they're way more expensive. They're like 100000 but yeah. we'll get to that. So <laughs> basically, we, we had a live auction. We found the pavilion to do it at, and we just set our team our, on the ground. Aunts and uncles and family and friends and everything to all the businesses with the story. So you have to say the story. Okay. So that's, the, that's your number one thing is you need to write the story. And then what's the van going to do? Not just for you, but for the rest of the community. Mm-hmm. How is it how is it going to help? Not just you, not you just get you to the grocery store and get you around. How are you going to give back? What are you out there? What is your mission out there? What are you going to be doing? So you have to put that together and then go to restaurants, go to furniture places and ask them for donations. And people were donating left and right for this auction. And mm-hmm. so that's how we got the first one. I remember, I just got out of rehab. So, so, so let me go back here. So the auction that you had, was there something rewarding for them or they just wanted to help your They just your wanted to help mission? out. Yep, they just wanted right. to help. They just wanted to help out. I'm sure that maybe some of them tax wrote off. Okay. Maybe yeah. because yeah. we had it at a pavilion at a church. So okay. they were able to use the 501 or I'm trying to think of what type of nonprofit church is under. But yeah. I think that they were able to write some things off. Not a lot of people really cared about writing it off. They okay. just wanted to help. And they donated lots of stuff. I think, I think the big thing that you're saying here is that you have to have some something that you're actually giving back to. It's not just, here's an auction for me. Right? It has to be something right. that you're doing something for in the broadest sense for the community, for the people at large. Correct? Correct. And brand it. What's the title going to be? What's the mantra? What's the mission? Those are the things. And this is where I learned with the second fundraiser. So we were successful and got that van. It was $33,000. $33, You're talking about no payments. We're talking about cash. Here you go. Wow. Van wow. succeeded. So now that one was, that one lasted until 2010, May of 2010. Now, before that, though, I was fundraising for four and a half years to get the new one. Now, I had to think, I need a new van. This one's breaking down. It's not broken yet, but it, we're having problems. Okay. Have problems. Exactly. What yeah. can I do? I know this music venue. I know this person that sells tacos. Let me go to the music venue and see if we can sell tacos at their music events. And that will make money that will go towards the, the fundraising of the van. And that was the one of the first fundraisings that we did for that one. And they were all for it. They're like, yeah, we, we need to come on in. 
So as these concerts were going on, we were selling tacos. Now, I don't own the restaurant, but the restaurant owner was able to come in. They were able to make their, their cost, but they donated the proceeds to the, to, to the van fundraiser. And that one we called Wheels for Wheels. And it had a logo. My friend Sean did the logo. And it had a wheelchair on the back right tire that said Wheels for Wheels. So that was the campaign, nice. Wheels for Wheels. And we also did a car wash. We, got, we also did a concert. We did sponsors. Well, we did, we did like private donors. And then I was able to just doing multiple little events, spaghetti dinners and things like that. I, w- with my advocating in the community and being on different boards and, and committees, I mm-hmm. was met up with the, the United Way. And the guy that was running the United Way, I said, I would like to do a golf outing, but I need a 501c3 to attach to it. Mm-hmm. He was like, we'll be happy to. Mm-hmm. Pro bono will be your 501c3. So then here you go. It is January, 2010. Now the golf outing is going to be in May. They said I was insane for trying to do a golf outing that fast, 20, 30,000, something like that. And I was like, we got this. We're going to do it. So we put a team together, basically like a business meeting in delegated positions for each person on on that committee, on that team. And that was called the wheels for wheels. And then we, we, developed the form, the golf form and got all the contests and worked with that and the golf club. And I was going to, I had it for breakfast, golfing, and then a dinner afterwards. It was like a 12 hour event. I had belly dancers. I had, I went all out. So I ended up getting six sponsors. Wow. That's amazing. So I want to know, I want to know the process of, you said you you developed, developed a team. How do you go about that? And getting the right people to actually make this work successfully. You sit back, I'm always sitting, but you make a list of the people that you that you really think that could bring something to the table. I just be there, but okay, this person's really good at crafts and they do other scrapbooking and they do a lot of different kind of fundraising. They would be a good person to handle this position and have them be in charge of the committee because you have subcommittees. Who's in charge of fundraising, like money, who's in charge of sponsors? who's in charge of getting the registration form. You just have to look at around your circle of supports and who do you want in this committee and who's going to really pull weight and be accountable. Your friend's on there just because they said they're on. <laughs> yeah, I was on that. Just saying, right. you don't right. want, what do they call that? Weight. Right. You want movers and shakers. And you want people that are smarter than you and everything. Right. And then you learn. And you don't want to have the same thing. Why? 10 people that do the same thing. Because then you're just getting the same thing with clashing done actually because they were decided to know this so it was it was that and then getting people to master the ceremony just all okay. those different things so it's it's a strategy the right golf place the right golf club the signs the sponsors and then the vehicle oh and the in-kind sponsorship you want to do that too because say you're not they're not able to donate money but they can donate uh, a keg of beer for the event or wine or they can donate something for the bag giveaway or prizes, things like that. If you coordinate that with the golf club itself, with the people, if they're donating things like for food or stuff like that, that's called in-kind sponsorship. But developing awesome. the okay. team. I so like yeah, that. once you got the team, you just have to have the team meetings. And then you have subcommittees. And then those committees, you hope that they meet. You just have to oversee it. You contact them and say, hi, did you guys, did everybody meet on Tuesday? Oh yeah, we met. Okay, can I get a report? And you get the report was emailed to me. So I'm okay. still the, the, the captain of it. You know, it's my fundraiser. 
right. I still have people that are out there because that's the other thing. When you try to go out there and fundraise for yourself, that makes it hard. So they're like, okay, right. you got to have other people fund okay. for you while you oversee it, though. I agree. You're not like the yeah. Wizard of Oz. Stay behind the curtain, but you're, you are over it all. Awesome. You know, you're overseeing it. So, awesome. so let's come to the future then now. Like you're not able to do like a regular event right now. It's the pandemic time. And how are you able to do fundraising now when everything's online and you have to try to do like virtual stuff? How does that work? That's an excellent question. And actually last night, my mom and I just talked about that. So I okay. guess my family is doing a virtual scramble. Okay. So they're going to let me know like how that's going to happen. And they're going to donate some of the proceeds that are there towards the house. So it's a virtual scramble, the same as the races, the, the marathons and things, yeah. and the runs, like the walks and the runs, like the breast cancer walk and things like that. Mm-hmm. The Heart Association, a lot of it's been virtual. Yeah. And so they've been setting it up virtually. So how this golf scramble will be virtual, I'll find out. So that's what I was like, okay, <laughs> no, that is a great question. Because a lot of these people right now that fundraise in person and in events, yeah. they had to, as the word of 2020, pivot. Yeah. I haven't heard it in 2020 yet, but 2020, the word of the year was pivot, pivot, pivot. So you had to adapt. You got to adapt to survive. You know what I mean? You still, but you know what? The good thing is that we can still do crowdfunding. That means that we can still do the Facebook. But it's interesting enough. I have not, like, I've not seen a lot. Usually, like, before the pandemic. Yeah. Like, t- 2019, you would always yeah. see people go fund me pages. You would see okay. Facebook online page. Really, I haven't seen as much as they used, like I used to. I don't know if it's like being blocked or something, algorithms, or uh, I'm not really sure. Maybe, maybe uh, a lot of people are out of work and maybe they don't have the t- they don't have the extra money to they're, they're, yeah. they go fund me is themselves now, possibly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What does a person do? That's yeah. the thing. Right. That's and what do you you just have to you just got to look at every every possibility, creative process possible. With these master classes and challenges that are happening, get on board with them and okay. try to find like a niche. Maybe there's something that you didn't do before, but since you're at home because you're not at work, maybe there's something that somebody like empowered you to say, oh, you know what? I'm going to sell. I, I think I can do that. I'm pretty good at that. I'm, I'm going to go towards that. But yeah, the fundraising has been tough. I throw an event every year for Toys for Tots, Coats for Kids, and Food Bank of Eastern Michigan. Okay. We collect toys, coats, and food and hats and gloves at a skating arena called Skateland. And it's called Skateland Winter Funderland. We've been doing it for what, 11, 12 years. And we didn't, we didn't, we weren't able to do it this past November because mm. of COVID. Yeah. And it was like, I kept talking to the charities, like, how are you guys going to do things? How are you going to get donations? How are you going to like, how can I help you? Or what is it? Or and basically the old, my way was just like spreading the word because they okay. still were able to get emails out. It was just a lot different. So it's just shared on your email list. Just let people know that we have to do it this way. That's the. So I, I like how your every action starts off with like, how do we fundraise? Because a lot of people think there's some people who think we're going to try to do it ourselves, try to bootstrap it. But you're gung ho. Like we're going to find a way for people to help us out with, with building this thing together. Correct. So. Right. Finding your how. You and I talked about it the other day. I'm yeah. real like part of. I live my life finding the how. Never say can't, always say how. So if there's some goal that you need to achieve, then put it down and then figure it out. How can it be possible? Think of every creative possible way to get from A to B. And it might not happen overnight or two or three years. If it's life-changing goal, you are going to keep going at it. 
You are not going to stop. If that <laughs> goal is going to change your life, yeah. you are going to wake up, sleep, and breathe that goal. Awesome. Awesome. So this team, let me go back to this team real quick. Does this team, is this voluntary? Everybody is volunteering to help you with the, with the cause? Okay. Yeah. I was thinking, is there any type of in like back in, in what am I going to say? Back in return for them for doing so? I would imagine that these are these take a lot of time to to take care of now. Everything that we do is always volunteer. Even the Skateland Winter Thunderland. Awesome. That's the number one thing when we did Skateland Winter Thunderland. I said, look, you can come out and help and volunteer, but this is all volunteer based. Skateland donates the building. They donate the they they don't put they don't charge us for the place. The only thing they make money on is skate rental and the food. Okay. Other okay. than that, that whole day, all volunteers, the people that come out there, the family and friends that come out there and sort food and collect items and help make sure things are in control or handling stuff on top of it, answering questions, all volunteer, just people out helping the community. Okay. So so now I want to ask this question for, for you. Should there be a face to every campaign, like one person that people will focus on as the guy, the, the ambassador to, to this whole thing, or is it just about the cause? Should there be a person saying, this is the guy who, who's running it and that's his story? Or is it just the story of the mission of one particular campaign? I think that like with, with our with mine and the wheelchair vans, the, the story has always been the strongest. Yes. So the focus was on me, but it was also on the mission and what happens like afterwards. Eric gets the van and he's able to go to schools and talk and okay. mentor and run his business and work and inspire and help people quality of life and go to Washington, DC and get bills sponsored so that people can get out of nursing homes, that type of stuff or work on accessibility. So it's not just like Eric needs a van. Here's the story and needs a van. What is the outcome? Once he gets it, how is he going to be helping society? It's important. It's your give back. It's like putting it in there. Once I have it, now I got to go to work. Now yeah. Not, yeah, but yeah. focusing on that person, yes. But with me always saying, oh, I'm having a me. No, if the person's having a play, somehow get your team to be able to direct them to you. But yeah, you are the you are the brand of it. It's yeah. like anything. So tell me how the script goes. I'm sure you've gotten some kind of cadence now with how to talk to sponsors and getting people together. How about let's let's go with the sponsor. What would you actually say to somebody like when you talk to them or email them? How does that script look like? Uh, a lot of times I tell them the story, so I say what happened. Not a big, no long story, okay. and then what I've accomplished since and. Then this is my mission. My mission is to keep going to schools and speak, or keep going to schools and places and speak. Or I'll say, help me. Help me continue to empower, resilience, inspire, and change. Mm-hmm. Help me with my journey. And I'll give them like certain things. I won't give them a list of stuff, just enough to where they yeah. say, wow, okay, I understand exactly. You're doing this. You're actually, you have an, oh, you have a business and you run a business. And in your business, you're actually giving, getting people opportunity to come in and do job assessment that have disabilities so mm-hmm. that they can learn job skills and be able to either open their own business or go and get, get hired somewhere. We do that too. So job training, mm-hmm. teachable, trainable skills. So those are the, some of the things. And they usually, they, most of them, it, it just starts with me. They just want to get behind it. Yeah. They just all in, they just say, I like your character. I like your truth. You're authentic your resilience, your transparency, and that you always are thinking about other people. That's what I'm, That's actually the service of always thinking about other people. Everything I always do, 
I always go, okay, let's do this. I want to do this so that I can help this. Be like, sometimes one time a person said, why don't you just do it for yourself one time? That's, that's not how I am. It's not how it is when I do things yeah. when I was fundraising. When, I, when you fundraise, you'll find out all the other people that also had need. There's a demand. Yeah. And so you're like, how can I help? I go through the trials, the tribulations of this, the challenges, and then I'm able to mentor someone, not do it for them, but be able to take them through the process. Yeah. I forgot I had a bowling fundraiser too, because I needed to go to Chicago to go yeah. speak at the Abilities Expo. And we were broke. And it's like, how are we going to get there? So we called it, see you in Chicago. So basically it was already destined that it was, that it was already done. And it said, see you in Chicago, not get me to Chicago. Yeah. See you in Chicago. And we had a bowling fundraiser. Raise enough money, man, to go to Chicago. I had a team of people that were with me who were there for three days and came back. All expense paid. Yeah, I'm glad that you you said the, the, those, that key phrase about a company or companies wanting to get behind the project, wanting to get behind this campaign. What is the reason why? And I think I, I, even I'm coming into, how do I get sponsorships? I think people just think, how, how can people help me? But you want really you want people to actually help, not help the campaign of helping this community, helping this cause, helping this mission. So yeah. it's not ever just about me. Obviously, you're a byproduct of that. But the big goal is to say to these companies, I want, I, I need your help to help this, help these people, help here, help this. And I think that's a so much better, so much a deeper thing for a company to say, yes, I want to get behind that. Yeah, because if, if I'm not able to go out there and do the things, like continue my mission or journey, there's a lot of people that won't get help. There's a lot of people that knock on my door. There's a lot of people that email. I don't publicly go out on Facebook and say, I help this person, I help this person. But there's a lot. And I take my time because I just want to see them have a good quality of life. I think that it's like what Damon talks about in his book, where the two cars, they're the same exact car. The one person that's driving it, she's driving at like 35, 45 miles per hour. And the other person's like, you know, driving it super fast because they understood the performance. They understood exactly what was under the hood. The other person had no idea what she was driving. She was just driving at 35. So that's the thing too. A lot of times people don't realize the resources, what's available. That's just going to make your life amazing because it's there, but you just got to connect them. You're like, oh, if I could just connect this dot with this dot. And sometimes that's what it could be too. It could be one resource. I could be like, you know what? I know exactly who you need to connect with. Just like today, just now, I just met a person I'm going to do a podcast show with because I watched an interview. I was like, hey, you need any guests? And he was like, yeah, I do. I also do interviews. And I said, wait, I got the, a couple people that I think you would fit. You'd be a good fit for these. So I already connect them with two people just like that. I don't, I just, I'm just trying to build that bridge because mm-hmm. that's going to improve. When I say improve the quality of life, it's just it's making it better. The quality, you know, the, it's growing. It's there's so much resources out there. There's so much stuff that's there. It's just getting to it, getting us to find it. Yeah. Because there's not a guide out there. There's not this no. book that says, "Hey, you're like you need this and this. Go there." No, it's everybody's been like searching in the dark for it. You know. Well, we got you. We got like you. Yeah. The more I learn, the more I can, the more I can offer the services that I can offer somebody because I've learned a lot. I've learned a lot in the 23 years. Just doing different things, being on boards and committees and fundraising and owning a radio station and a business and just, and then joining committees. Like I joined the American Heart Association, the Breast Cancer Walk, um, okay. and being on the committees and then helping that committee 
bit bigger. And then, yeah, so, so, yeah, so that's my question going with these companies. Are there like, how, how do you search? Do you search, like, do you say, this is my campaign? How do I align different companies that can be behind this? Is it just like a Google search or do you just know certain people wow. will, will be will fit for this type of thing? How do you go about that? Well, I can tell you this a golf outing is the number one. Okay. <laughs> and these and businesses know on golf outings, when yeah. you go and say, will you sponsor a hole? They already have an understanding that it's a sign that's either like at the T or at the T area with their logo or maybe their information with the logo. They under, they kind of, it's a core plus sign because it's been going on for a while. So it's very, so you just have to come up with going to the place like a restaurant and talking to the owner and saying hi and having your paperwork, having a nice flyer. Yeah. That's very clear that tells what the story is, what the mission is, and what this vehicle is going to mean to change your life and other people's lives, how it will change others. And then that's how I got 56 sponsors. Oh. And then and there wasn't like I didn't strategize what business to go to. I just decided on what area and just go to all of them. Oh, because they could give you coupons or, or not coupons. They give <laughs> you gift certificates for the yeah. raffles. You know, Because we had basket raffles. We had live auction. We had sports memorabilia there. We really, we go all out. We really okay. do. We okay. come up with contests. If not, you just go on the internet. Say you're you're doing a bowling fundraiser. 20, 20 creative ways to do a bowling fundraiser. Look at what they got. Copy, paste, put it in a, in a document. Go to Google again. Fundraising, bowling fundraiser. Oh, that's pretty cool contest. Same thing with golf outings. Go on your internet search and just compile a document and then just eliminate what you don't think works and what you do think works, don't try to reinvent the wheel because it's already here. Just okay. do it and then do it your way. Awesome. Put your own into it. It's fine. Any of my stuff that's public, if they want to copy and paste it and then retype out things, that's going to work for them. For, for So be it. That's less time that they got to spend right. on that. They can spend making the sale, which I'm not going to say it's sponsorship right. is a sale, but it's, and they so, are buying, they are selling. Yeah, so let me ask you like, two more questions. One one I had on here, but I think you already answered it already. But when you're setting up a goal like this, uh, is there a goal amount? Is there a way like when you're saying like, you know what, this is too expensive for anybody to get into? Is there anything like that in your mind when you go about a campaign? No, I'll, and that's a great question because I just did 30 months of fundraising for a new wheelchair accessible van. Brand new wheelchair accessible van. Um. Zero miles. So when I started that, when I said this time, I'm not going to buy a four-year-old vehicle or a five-year-old vehicle or a rental or a, car or a vehicle that's a rental. I'm going to get a brand new one. It's going to have all the bells and whistles and towing and insurance and five-year right. bumper to bumper. And I'm going all out this time. And then I just did all the stuff that I learned from the previous ones and then other and other ones and being an ambassador for Damon John's three of his books, The Power Broke, Rise and Grind and Power Shift. I was an ambassador for him. So I learned how to run a successful book campaign, which nice. is the same thing you can do anywhere. It's a campaign, it's a campaign. Okay. You know, so I take all that experience that I learned and put it in this one. And I wrote up a, a campaign and called it We Drive to Inspire. Another vehicle sold, another story is told. And then I had the story, I had it all. The vision too. I knew what vehicle I was going to get that was black on black, 20 inch rims, 20 inch tires, the everything, the easy lock system. Like I put it down visually what it was going to be is the goal and then how much it was going to cost. We eventually figured out that it was going to be about a $96,000 vehicle. So the fundraising goal starts and it was like, how am I going to do it? So with my Inspire brand, 
We started selling Inspire bracelets, Inspire shirts, Inspire hats, July 2017. At first, I was just going to sell bracelets. I was like, I can just sell bracelets and be a, buy a van. Would you imagine that's what you got your van with, with selling bracelets? <laughs> I thought that did not, but I did yeah. try. So we drive to Inspire the bracelets yeah. and they had a road and stuff and they had the website. And then, and then I just started getting sponsors yeah. and I had United way also as my 501 C three. So all the checks and all the money went into the United way and they yeah. kept watch of it. And then 2018 came. And of course that's when I had my bone infection and ended up on bed rest. Uh, so I was still fundraising. And then yeah. July or June, I ended up in the hospital for a month because I, my oxygen level dropped to 40. So I got intubated and I got tube fed for 15 days. And I saw this hole in my body that I had to heal, heal from. So then when I got out in August, well, I got out in July, but in August, I had a fundraiser. One of my caregivers put on a fundraiser at a Polish Legion hall. It was a uh-huh. dinner and an auction. And then the D-Man Foundation came out and played live music. And I performed. I'm a hip hop artist. I should perform my fundraiser. <laughs> Amazing. It was right. awesome. awesome. And then I contacted Damon and they said, man, I've raised like 20,000. Could you look at this campaign? He had no idea what I was doing at that time. And so he, he said, you get on the call tomorrow? And I'm like, yeah. So he put George and Sherry from the Shark Group, his team members on my campaign. And then yeah. I worked with George all the way till we got the van. And basically, I told him all the information that I got. And we just looked at the van and the Easy Lock system. So we went after the, I reached out on Facebook for right. Easy Lock and said, right. this is my story. This is what I'm doing. Is there any way that you could help out? And they donated the lock. Wow. That's $4,500 the cost. Then Braun Ability, there's the conversion part. We worked out something with them and they dropped the cost. And then Gresham Driving Aids, that's who was going to be the person that was going to sell us the vehicle. And they put in their, what their in-kind sponsorship, which, and they dropped the cost. So you're, you're actually calling. You're not just emailing. You're, you're, oh, you're and, and talking to people. Email, call. Yeah, straight up. Yeah. Yeah, business. Life changing. It's life changing. Yeah. Yeah. So the total was at the end of all the fundraising, we fundraised, we raised $73,000 in 30 months. Wow. While I was on bed rest. Yeah. Wow. That's incredible. Yeah. Yeah. While I was on bed rest. That's incredible. Oh, and we had a, I'm sorry, we had a golf outing May of 2019, 2019, because I got the van. Inspire Friday on December 20th. But I was still on bed rest when I got up. I had, I decided I had to get up for that day. And, but yeah, we had the golf. We had, I don't know how many sponsors. We had 32 sponsors, maybe 32 mm-hmm. you know, sponsors. Yeah. You don't really make a lot of money the day of the golf outing. It's before the golf outing. That's selling sponsorship and contests. Okay. You know, so yeah. So, but I got it though. And so we drive to Inspire and now we're doing, we live to Inspire. Oh, and I just got to get on it a little bit better. That's all. Yeah. I got to get it more public and stuff. But, I will. It's a goal. I know awesome. that I have to. It's only my fault. But awesome. it's not out there better. Awesome. It'll get there though. Yeah. So I have one last question. Access to all of my guests. It's been great, man. It goes something like this. They have people out there listening and watching you now. They were inspired by you. They want to do, they have similar goals, similar interests. They want to do some of the things that you're doing, different campaigns mm-hmm. like that. Now, obviously you have, you're, you've mastered this art of fundraising and they want to, do the same things that you're doing. Can you tell them, I'll put you front and center. Can you tell them just in, in your own words, how they can become an authority in this space? Do your homework. If this is the space that you're going to do, then get on the internet and do, do research. 
and talk to other people also that's fundraised successfully. And then do it. Once you have provided the information, you've done your homework, you've done your research, you've talked to other people, then put your plan together. Make sure you got a plan. Make sure you got a plan and a deadline, a target, a mission, brand it, mantra, a story, a strong story, everything that you need so that you are prepared to go out there before you start doing your fundraising and then come up with your creative ideas. But like I said, go on Google. There's so many creative ideas on how to fundraise from card games to golf outings, to bowling, to softball, to, to there's dinners. There's, there's, it, it, there's no limit to it. There really isn't. And don't limit yourself on the creative ideas that you're going to do. You know, just think, just put down a list. How can I make this goal possible? What will it take? Ask your family and friends. Say, look, I'm trying to get this. Any way that you can help. Don't be scared to ask for help. Just ask someone for help. You're not being pushy. You're not a telemarketer. You're just saying, hey, I need this. And I just need some help making this dream and this goal achieved. And that's what I would say to anybody out there. And it is possible. It's work though. Be prepared to do work. You're not going to just not do anything. Be prepared to work because um, you have to show people how bad you want it and how excited you are to accomplish it, to get the other people behind you to be just excited. If you're not excited for the goal and the dream that you want to achieve, then how can you get other people excited and go out there for you? Awesome. I love it, man. That's amazing. This whole thing's been great. I'm so, like, yeah. so glad to have you on here, bro. Tim, can you please tell people where they can go after the show to, to, to find you? They can go to inspireshirt.com, which is right there at the bottom. InspireShirt.com. Then my social media is Eric Patrick Thomas. Eric Patrick Thomas, except Twitter is Eric P. Thomas. And then and then Google me. Just Google Eric Patrick Thomas. You'll see videos. You'll see camp. You'll see there's actual fundraising campaigns on there from the past that are still on there. Yeah, I've seen them. So or there's been articles written about them. Oh, that's the other thing too. Get the media. Get the newspapers involved if that's possible. Okay. Getting getting the media involved with your fundraising campaign yeah. and getting them there at the event that's great that's great man this is don't forget yeah, yeah. to thank the people that help you thank awesome. you sponsors thank you team <laughs> thank everyone don't single people don't start saying names just try to thank everybody so we go hey you didn't say my name just try to but make sure always right. thank your team your sponsors thank you sponsors thank you everybody that's really made this possible that's major really important oh. and don't just do it then do it when afterwards like now, thanks everyone that's helped me out. Everybody that helped with the van campaign. Thank you. Yeah. That's great. I'm glad you put that in there. People, you've got the blueprint just there. You just, you just gave me the blueprint on how to run a successful fundraising campaign. Amazing stuff, man. Amazing stuff, Eric. This is great. Great yeah. to have you on here. I'm inspired. Thanks. And go out and get those shirts. Go out. Yes. Don't, don't just go to the site. Go get go get a shirt um, and stay with, stay with him on every Friday for Inspire Friday, correct? Correct. Every Friday, what inspires you? Hashtag Inspire Friday. Don't overthink it. Whatever inspires you, put it out there. There it is. I have no more words. People, do it. Go check him out. InspireShirt.com. Go check out Eric Patrick Thomas. Amazing person. Amazing hustle. I appreciate you, man. And we are done for today. Have a great weekend for people who are on fun because it's because this is Inspire Friday. You might not be Friday. Inspire Friday. That's right. So take care, everybody. Build it. Share it. They will come. 
I'll see y'all next time. Peace. And that's a wrap for this episode of The Authority Project. Thanks so much for tuning in. And if you like what you heard, we want to hear from you. Subscribe, rate, and give an honest review. Share and tell your friends so they can hear too. And for even more authority-building tactics, be sure to sign up at theauthorityletter.com. Get free weekly content and ongoing digital product giveaways to help you on your entrepreneurial journey. We certainly hope you got a key takeaway or maybe an aha moment from today's broadcast. Just remember, it's your authority. Build it, share it, and they will come. Until next time.